Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Guess what? It's 10 to midnight on a Thursday. Yeah. This is going to be we great. Are. Here we are. I'm Jackie Cation. You're Lori. I'm Lori Kilmartin. <laughs> who, who knows who, who Jackie Cation is? There's a, there's someone imp- impersonating me as on we Facebook speak right now. Oh my God! It's uh, I think I uh, I finally got too political for somebody. I think me calling them Sergeant Schultz uh, told him to go out to the Russian front. Yeah, learn your Russian, Trump fans. Ru- learn your Russian. I wish I had a Hogan's Heroes reference at my fingertips. I, I would if Clink. it was four hours e- earlier, but mm-hmm. it's almost midnight. Yeah, and my it's my, pretty grim. I've never had a tired mouth before. <laughs> um, I came up to me after the show. Yeah, uh, and said. You've been doing stand-up for a couple of couple, not long, right? Yeah, to me. A what? And, yeah, to me. And this is the same week a Booker called you competent. It's exactly, and it was it was in Oklahoma. It was I think it was in Denver, and it was what the guy meant was you're a well kept secret in show business, <laughs> and you were very funny, <laughs> so you must be new. <laughs> what I heard was sure. he heard something that made him think that I wasn't good at this, right? And. Uh, and I said, no, no, I've done a man. Have you um, had conversations with people who um, tell you they've been doing comedy 20 years? Like it's the longest amount of time anyone's been doing comedy. And you just, <laughs> I just want to walk away. Right. The only time, you know, I count the 80s as one year, right? And, <laughs> That's um, right. But I have to say that um, whenever I'm talking to like an old dinosaur comic. Yeah. Who likes to tell me that they started uh, that they've been doing it for 20 years, and they say, how long have you been doing it? I always say 1984, uh, just to shut them up. Oh, I know. People, this, they, they pretend they started in 99. Dude, I featured for you in 80s, 88. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, or just a guy who's like, well, it's back when things were different. You don't know because oh. you haven't been doing stand-up that long. That Those are old dinosaur comics sitting around yeah. uh, green rooms in various yes. places. And they'll be like, well, you don't know what it was like uh, to do stand-up in, you know, in the 80s. And you're like, yeah, 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 I do. Um, mm. I was there, sadly. And uh, I'd love to be further along, obviously. <laughs> I but- know. Sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, I, it's you, condescending. When we, st- when we started, we thought we'd be further along than we are, right? Yeah. At yeah. The, like, I didn't even think, I didn't think of being alive at goal. this age. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I never had a goal. Um. I still, it's, I think, a great problem of mine that I still Me don't too. have a goal. Me too. Yeah. I was like, a, a couple of podcasts ago, I'm like, all I want to do is go to Edinburgh. That's it. That's all I want for my whole career. <laughs> what? I got to have something else. That's when it's, that's when the big challenge is going to happen. That's what is really going to make a big difference. Good Lord. It's just, but it, all it's, the things you're supposed to want mm-hmm. sometimes are, are very unappealing. You yeah. know, you're supposed to want uh, this kind of a show. You're supposed to want this and this and this. And then... You know, when it's, I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's never struck me that way. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, that... I just want to have a good set tonight. That's pretty That's... much what I want to have every single day. Yes. Yes. And I think that that is an, a, a laudable goal. I don't think yeah. that there's, there's anything beyond that. I want to do everything. I, I think I tweeted about it this week where I was like, when you ask a comic, what do you want to do in show business? Uh, the answer is the same. I want to do whatever you got, but I definitely right, need right, to right. do stand up. Right. Right. Like I'll act, I'll yes. write, I'll yep. direct, yep. I'll go swimming, whatever the, whatever the fuck you want to do. But is, do I get to still do stand up? Yeah. yeah. Then that's what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. You just said something that I th- should have written down as a title, but maybe Kyle wrote Kyle's it down. on it, man. Kyle's from the JOB. He's, He's writing st- things that should be titles, and we're four minutes in. <laughs> we're four minutes in. <laughs> Just another four minutes. <laughs> oh my god! If you think this is going out with any other title besides "I Count the Eighties" as one year? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, every week we talk about nothing. <laughs> So I just have, I want this to, I want, so I thought this week, maybe we could talk about Alicia Keys not wearing makeup. That's nothing. All right. What do you think of that? 
Um, I haven't really paid attention to it. Well, she just she showed up without makeup, and uh, the world went mad. Does she have uh, good eyebrows? <laughs> if she, if you do, you can do that. Okay, it's I can't leave the, the house without. Yes, it's a it fucking frames the face. You've got full eyebrows. I don't you know. and your Armenian Ancest- stock. Oh, hey, I oh I I got a different story. I'm done. I'm done with Alicia Keys. <laughs> wow. That was so fast. Fifty-six minutes. Uh, the uh, I'm doing. Uh, I, I spit into a tube to find out my DNA. What do you mean? Oh, I'm gonna find out my DNA. With, I'm gonna find with, out uh, yeah. what company. Twenty-three and Me. Interesting. I'm gonna yep. do that. Maybe it was. Are, uh, you, are you doing it with ancestry so you can hook up with potential find potential relatives and stuff? I don't. I don't think so. I, mm. I think that ancestry.com has their own spit into a tube and yeah. send them money. This one is just called Twenty-three and Me. Right. I've heard of it. And. Um, and so I just, and it was funny, I was talking to my brother, and, and I said, so I'm going to find out, half Armenian, a quarter Irish, a quarter Norwegian. And he goes, well, the Norwegian thing isn't right. You know that's not right. And I was like, no, no, I don't know. That. Why? What's wrong with that? And I guess my grandma Gladys, Gladys Ryan. Gladys, I love Gladys it. Ryan and Ryan's mother, my mother's mother, was adopted. And she was raised by the Ericsons, and then she married my grandfather, David Ryan or whatever the fuck his name was. And I wonder if she was from Luxembourg. She, ooh, if she was from Luxembourg, we you could have retire. To, I have an inn in Luxembourg. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll find out, won't I? I don't know if, uh, will my DNA be enough to get me a passport to Luxembourg? No, you have to, you'd have to find I'd out. I'd have to genealogy it. Find out who she was adopted from. She was adopted happened. after World War One from some Eastern European. Oh, no. No? Mm-mm. It's all right. So God knows what I am. Is uh, I'm hoping... Uh, to find out that I'm Chinese. I think that that's going to be a, the huge reveal. My son uh, actually might be part Chinese. Yeah. Um, his, uh, on his dad's side, there apparently there's like a Chinese great-great-grandfather. Oh, wow. And it's weird because whenever I looked at my ex, I thought he looked, he looked um, Indian, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, Mexican the Mexican ethnicity is mm-hmm. is Spanish and Indian, right? Native you know? American, yeah. So, so some, I just thought, wow, he really carried a lot of Indian throughout. Even right, you know, this is a very dodgy car. I just realized <laughs> is, you were down. A- turning, it's turning into eugenics, <laughs> but uh, like, but and um, but if he has a, a cool looking kid and. If he is an Asian yeah. ancestor, yep. then that would explain um, that that appearance. You know, his he his he has a like a he, like a heavy lid that I assumed was some sort of um, native like American Mayan or, or as whatever. Okay. I don't know. I'm not an expert on native people in Mexico. I but... like that you feel like you're being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. They're all they're fine. So my son might have a little Chinese blood in him, which is kind of right. cool. I think the the best uh, it's best to have a little bit of a lot of things. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be all Irish. No, no, you know, no, you, you bring don't want to be all too anything. quick. They're very nervous. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's a little too. You yeah. don't want that. That's grim. Well, <laughs> I have this. I have this written down. Yeah, I was talking. Someone was telling me about bad club owners, and we're you know kind of reminiscing about old-timey club owners and the how newer club owners are are usually better. Yeah, I agree. And um, there's, there's still some old cl- club owners, but there's like, there's guys, there's like couples and guys that own these clubs and they've owned them for 40 years and they've 35 they, years. They're really good at treating comics like shit. And they hate comedy. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. And, and I just, I wonder, why didn't you just buy a fucking liquor store? Yeah. Just run a liquor store or a strip club, and then you wouldn't have had to deal with comics for the last 40 years. Why do you have a comedy club? And there's no answer to that, I suppose. It's just... Uh, I think they well, got in it because it was easy money. It was really easy money in the 80s. Maybe that's it. They thought yeah. it, the and boom then they was going to last forever. They just stayed and... in. Like us, we stayed in. We stayed in. It wasn't in. easy money in the 80s, but we stayed in. Right. Right. But it was like heroin when I first started. I mean, I'm like, I, well, this is what I do now. Even now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, I picked up a set tonight over at the Virgil I was telling you that I didn't yeah. think that I was going to get to do and I was psyched. And then last night, I, I was psyched I made it to Flappers. Yeah. So, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't stay for your whole sex. Right. I, yeah. yeah you would have been there forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but the stuff I saw really made me laugh. Oh, good. And I know I complimented you on an old joke, which I apologize. Well, but you had never heard a, that. It's such a good joke. It's a classic. Oh. It's a, I was... Uh, Great joke. I was meandering around a little bit because I was working on this new chunk about yeah. shoplifting. And um, the... Um, it was it, it just popped out so it was interesting it's i've been working so hard on this set list of jokes that have never been recorded for the new album right that it's irritating because i can't wait until the album is recorded and then i can do everything that i want to do yeah. any joke any joke because a lot of my jokes are stories that started you know and so if i tell the first joke in the in the arc yeah then i could tell the new joke let me tell you about the spooky reading girl so then I can tell you my new reading joke. Yeah. And then I have uh, possibly a third reading joke and it'll be fun. You know how I, I've only recorded one CD in 2009, I think, and wow. it was sprung on me. Like, oh, here's what, like maybe in 2005, I, rec- I was going to record a DVD. And so I was at I was at a theater in um, Seattle. Uh, John Fox had put together like a theater gig on Valentine's Day. Nice. Not I didn't really realize at the time a theater gig is not a good place to record a CD because it's the laughter. It's too big. Yeah, it's too big and it's not intimate or anything. And so you're not you're not going to have the kind of set you want to have in front of a crowd. That's too big and too far away and if they're theater if they're coming they you know their theater tickets season ticket holders they're used to they're just not comedy fans you know there some of them were just there because that's part of their season do you think you know? it's the acoustics or the crowd or a little bit of both both okay both. yeah so but uh the ems the the comic who introduced me um and I had, I had, so I got this guy, he's got cameras everywhere. And mm-hmm. I was my, I, I had, from what I understand, lost an HBO special to Bonnie McFarlane. Okay. Re- recently. And um, that's what my manager told me. Okay. Um, and so I was very depressed, you know, and I was like, nothing's going to, well, you, you know me. You can't. Yeah, I do know you. <laughs> I, I, I do now. <laughs> You got, you're like it's so, over it's over I was, and i'm like this is you know it's like this is I'll, I'll just get this stuff on tape but you know i'm nobody i'm nothing and <laughs> the industry hates me i was like in that it's in done. that place yes. but i was trying to cheer myself up and, yep. and uh the mc brought me up as laura keitlinger and oh, then my that God. kicked in every every bad molecule of self-hate on my body yes. and it like i all the money i paid for the shoot i i never even watched the set i'm like wow. I, I can't i'm i'm so upset that the even the mc <laughs> didn't know, know my name oh good lord yeah have you ever see now to digress a little bit is have you ever heard a comedy album in a major theater like madison square garden or something that has gone well like somebody's hugely famous it's it's Dice, it's Dane Cook, it's uh, I guess so, Chris Rock. Because yeah. those guys, I think, did them in large venues. But they also have large acts. Dane Cook and um, Dice, Dice Clay are just, they, they have a large, they have big voices, they're athletic, um, their jokes aren't subtle, mm-hmm. and there's no like little curly cues at the end of them. It's, it's all just, you know, hitting you over the head with stuff. So, right. That's fine for them to work in a place like that, but well, I I would think just because they were full of their audience, right? Sure. They're full of their yeah. fans. It might go better, right? But I would still love to hear if I, you know, if I were forced to listen to a comedy album, and that's what it would take. Uh, I would have to be forced. Is uh, I would like to hear Chris Rock in a in a two twenty, you know, in a small room with a low ceiling. Yeah, just just having the time of his life sure. you know sure. and just an hour just do your 45 to an hour mm-hmm. and record that and i i would love to hear that mm-hmm. you know and and even even comics that that are well that would change his energy completely though that guy paces the stage i think he needs i think it's I, over he, he can't do a Chappelle small i would like to hear in a small he, room because he, he can has, use he has a small... very different energy and he's not he's he's not i think chris rock is a big theater guy you know yeah like he will he will look up to the rafters he walks from side to side he uses the whole he uses the whole stage you know? right unless his energy has changed i don't i don't know why it would right right but, but i well just think of it being like 
composed though. Like if 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 he was trapped in that room doing a two twenty, sure, it would. And by I that you mean two hundred and twenty seats. Right? Two hundred twenty okay. seats, yeah. Like doing doing a smaller room like that. Just think of all that energy just coming out of him like the blast of the sun. Sure, you know. Yeah, I think that that would be an incredible set. Yep. Just I saw him once at the Improv. Yeah, and I, I don't know Chris Rock. I yeah, I've never. Met I don't him. know either. Yeah, isn't it just to digress for a second? There's a lot of comics that have been doing it 15 years that are like Chris, like they know him that well. You're like, I've been doing it as long as him. I don't fucking know him. I don't know him. How I never, do, I've never even how met dare him. You know him? <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts. I met Tony a couple of times. <laughs> Tony, Tony seemed Tony perfectly Rock. nice, very nice guy. guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> very funny, very and funny. also very funny. Yes, which is, of course. The the cross that Helpful. he must bear. <laughs> so it's yeah. Whatever. I uh am sick of what are you sick of? Uh myself and that, other that's people. That's just a good sentence to start when it we have a, a really, lull is yeah. what are you sick of? I'm sick of. What are you sick of? I'm sick of uh, a lot of women there's two different and it's not women comics fault. Mm-hmm. It's society's fault that there's only two topics that we were supposed to do. We were either supposed to get married or we were supposed to have babies. Right. So, oh, uh, two, two, two paths, two, two paths. Right. Right. And you know, and if you're, if you did it right, you got married and then had babies. Right. right. And then what did stand up? Uh, <laughs> when do you get to do stand up in that uh, equation? Because, um, but there's a lot of like, I didn't get to have babies or I didn't get to be married. Uh, oh, you mean that, female that comics talking yeah, about that? Yeah, female comics talking about that. So it's kind of fascinating, but it's kind of uh, yeah, it's been popping up a lot lately. It's weird. Well, I think you you yeah. I mean, uh, when I I mean, my kid was an accident. Yeah. So otherwise, I would be having those same conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I you just don't know. I, I really don't think you know how much comedy is going to shape what your life's going to be when you start. Yeah. And when you're a woman, it shapes it in a very different way than it shapes the men. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you just, you almost can't believe it. <laughs> it does, well, yeah, you know, it I mean, you seem... are such an anomaly that you're in a, you have a, a good marriage with a good person. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't, it's... there's not many at all. Well, I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe or it's their second marriage or their, you know, or, you know, it's that whole thing of uh, I can't even remember if I've told this story before, but it's my brother. When he got divorced, he said uh, he they had been married 17 years. And he said, I, I count that as a very successful 14 year marriage. Hmm. And I said, well, what do you think your wife would say? He said, probably a very successful 11 year marriage. But um, the. There's, but then he gets in another relationship, and there's there feels like in some people's lives there's a a, a finite amount of time that you can spend with a person, and then you're like, oh, I'm done. But there yeah. are some people who are married for seventy years, and I'm wrong. So I don't know. Very few. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have a. Um, this is going to sound really pretentious, but we have a vocation that is actually <laughs> right. fascinating. Um, and it's time consuming and the whole inside of me is comedy shaped. Yeah. (laughs) You, you, um, you never get as good as you want to be, you know? Right. And, and that goes until you finish. And, um, it's really, I I don't know if there's men, it's the men don't appreciate that quality in a woman or, or, Mm. or or they don't notice it. I don't think no, that they even. But I also think, like for me, I I'm like, well, I, I feel like I have to pick, you know, either or. Like I can't. Uh, every time I pick for I've you, had to have a, the kid, right, right? Yes, but the comedy or a guy, I feel like, well, of course I'm going to choose comedy. <laughs> why would I? Yeah. Why would I choose hanging out you with somebody what's, I what's weird maybe is that... won't like in a year? <laughs> right. What I I definitely did choose. I didn't think it was an either or. I was like, I would like a whole life. And, but your life is already so full with your son mm-hmm. that that for you to also have a relationship might be too much, or it might make it easier. You know, if you I met can't the see right it guy, it easier. If you met the right guy, I think it might might be easier. What guy would want to date somebody who would rather be on stage? 
Well, that's that is the crux of it. You have to want more. You have to you have to want to also be with a guy. Because mm-hmm. I I want to be on stage. Right. I'm gone a lot, and um, but I also want to be with Andy. So yeah, and that's it, what I mean. It, it, you found somebody. I mean, I I don't think I, I think found somebody where, you know, where I wouldn't take it. You like take a late spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the great thing of, about Andy. What time's our date? Can we? Can, well, <laughs> like if I could sneak one in before or after. Yeah. Right. It was, well, w- with Andy, I was just like, all right, so I could stay home or I could go do a set. And he's like, go do a set, do whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go do a set then. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah, that was yeah, it was cute when we last week <laughs> you were hanging out at Flappers mm-hmm. and you're like, Andy, Andy texted me, he wants me to come home. I'm like, Yeah, he's fucking married to you and you're going on the road for a week. He wants to bone his wife to get out of here. <laughs> like she didn't even know it. And I was like, Oh, What's, thank God. Why is he texting me? Why is my husband texting me? <laughs> Made Kyle laugh. Made Kyle laugh. Are we seriously at twenty minutes? We are. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so I forgot a woman comic's name that I have had breakfast with twice yeah. at my comedy brunch, and uh, I got so upset with myself that I had forgotten her name. I thought she was someone else. Yeah. And finally, she shut me down in the greatest way possible. She right. said, Jackie, it, it really doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's right. I think people are thinking about me a lot more than they are. <laughs> I always think that it's a bigger fucking deal and it isn't. So, Oh, I did sleep away camp. Well, now it'll oh, be did you? A, about a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was really fun. I was, it, it was, uh, I was up like around 1115. It's, it's, a, it was at the downtown independent yep. and it was the last one. They're, they're not going to oh, do they're the done. show for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess they've done it like for three years straight. Yeah, that's plenty. That's um, just a side note. That's an enormous responsibility to continue to p- produce a show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every week or every month. Whatever. Even, you know, downstairs with Tingle Twins. You yeah. Know, it, it, yeah. It's, it's I, all I, the choreography that, that Yeah, it takes getting all the get... comics here. And then you've got me going, oh, I took a gig in Malibu by accident, so I'll be late. And, you know, I I'll mean, be it's... late, but I also need to get up right when yeah. I get there because, <laughs> because I have a I thing have to, after. I have to record two podcasts upstairs. Yes. So could you just accommodate me completely? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I was, um, I got, I got in there and I had another set before it. Um, so I got to sleep awake. Oh, at the improv with the, mm-hmm. where I saw those, uh, yeah. the, the hilarious guys. And, um, uh, and Sam, I don't know her last name. Oh yeah. Sam Jay. Up. Sam yeah. Jay. Sam Jay. Yeah. That's it. Um, and she was killing. Oh yeah. And, uh, Why wouldn't she be? she's talking about Molly, you know, mm-hmm. the, oh, drug. the drug and I, and I was looking at the audience <laughs> Not just Molly Ringwald and I'm like, Oh, they've something. all done Molly. And then I then I felt like a generational divide. Uh, like, you know, I felt that. I've, yeah, yeah. I that yeah. that is a and but you know what? When I was, not everyone's done Molly. Yeah. A lot of people don't, and right. they're still gonna laugh because it's a funny story. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, you can easily psych yourself out because it. Here's the thing: at eleven o'clock on a Tuesday night, you mm-hmm. know. No one there is over thirty. Yeah, if oh yeah. But they're out there. There's no parents there. There's nobody. It's an all ages show. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but it, but it's everyone there is under thirty years yeah. old. Yeah, you know. And they so most of them are under twenty five. Yes, and so a lot of uh, the comedy that's really working is is bonding on a common experience mm-hmm. that I don't have. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it, and the, then you get in your that head. That went fine, but but yeah, it's you know every once in a while that happens where I'm like. Uh, where it's it's more, you know, you see references working mm-hmm. that are just because they're references. Yeah, you're like oh, okay, this could be. Re- oh, I that, could be in danger. That's recognition. <laughs> that's yeah, re- yeah, yeah. I I genuinely, whenever I find myself saying something that gets it gets a smile or it gets a laugh just because yeah. everyone's had lunch. Yeah, you know, you're you talk about a common experience. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not the right for me. It's not the right use of a reference, you know. I think it's a free laugh. It's a it, it, it's it a free, feels like a free, free laugh. laugh. It needs to be in a joke. Yeah, yeah. I need a I need a punchline that makes sense. Like yeah. I do that joke uh, where I talk about uh, the the actual line from from uh, Jurassic Park. That's yeah. a referential joke. Yeah, but that 
but it in in the context that I use that thing, it works. Yeah, and it's an actual joke, I think. Yeah, and it's not just me going, "Hey, uh, baby boom." But do you re- do you remember, like in the nineties, there was a there do you re- there, there was a kind of comedy of remember blank, and then it was just references to being yes. a child. Yes, and, and I was like. This Twister, fair. Remember, <laughs> this Twister? person's killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it isn't fair. Yeah, it was. I. It reminds me of the first time I ever saw it, uh, Gallagher on the Tonight Show, and he had a giant couch behind him. Yeah, and I was like, not fair. Yeah, uh, giant couch is fucking funny, and uh, you can afford a giant couch. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a separate version of not funny. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, it was a really it was a really fun show and they had it was sold out at the, Oh good. Yeah. Cuz it, it was, was like their last packed. one. It was their last one. Oh, super packed. And uh also I uh, uh like Austin Austin Southern yeah. was there. Very funny. Yeah, he's a funny yes. guy. And um Megan Kester, Keister, Keister. Yeah, Hilarious. that's it. I never seen her before. Yeah. Super funny. So funny. Yeah. Really good show. Do you want to make her the comic of the week? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, Megan Keister. Megan Keister. K-O-E-S-T-E-R, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it, I just started following her on Twitter. I think it's Megan Beth. Oh, Keister, yeah. And oh, nice. it's M-E-G-A-N. Excellent. No H. So funny. So freaking funny. Yeah, and very, very, very specific references that, um, like, you almost have to be a Jezebel reader to get some of <laughs> like i love it that was great yeah oh, that's fantastic yeah that's uh good lord but i was in a i was uh austin put me in a little movie he did oh yeah and so they had a little trailer sketcher yeah yeah it was fun what'd you play what'd you play i played an insane mother oh i pretty Type much casting. <laughs> <Type> casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is this one will go i will have been in toronto so when I are you when, exhausted? Yeah, yeah I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really tired, and I'm 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 literally like we're we're recording this at three in the morning or whatever it is. Feels like it. And uh, and so I'll do that. I'll go to with with Maria. We're going to um, Seattle and Spokane, mm-hmm. and then I'm coming back on Monday, and I leave on Wednesday for Toronto. Is that by yourself or with Maria? Uh, I'm doing. It was cool. It was. Uh, I'm. I'm also doing it too. I. I. Uh, so I get two shows where I'm doing an hour, and then I'm going to open for her two hours. Oh, cool! And she's going to open for one of my hours. Oh, neat! Which will be fun. I told her to follow it with a follow that motherfucker, <laughs> and uh, and then um, I'm doing a live dork forest. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. And then I'm doing. Who's well? Who's the guest? I forget. Uh, <laughs> it's I. I ha- I knew you were going to ask me, and I had them in my. They're the I tip saw of my you covering. You're like that'll be fun. I see your eyes. It's it's going to be blinking. What am I? What am I saying? I know what the dorkdom is. We're going to talk about cheese. Is that something? Oh, People love cheese. God, I love cheese. I don't. I'm. I. I grew up. We Are we really talking about cheese right now? Free on cheese. A I had, Wait I, a minute. That's, it's that's, like that's, one in the morning. And we're talking about. I have cheese. one more story. That's all I've got. Okay. And then that's. I. I don't. I don't even. Do I want to blow it? Do I want to blow it now? What else you got? Triggering questions. Yeah. Though. Please trigger. Trigger a question. Well. Tr- send a cavalcade of 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 hilarity. Um. Hmm. Wow. It's going to be well, like that. A, you know what? You could let an open space exist without filling it in. You know? No, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, Kyle and I are against you. No. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> People are going to want to hear it. People are going to, they're just uh, you tapping your pencil. Oh, every pothole's got to be happening? filled in. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, no, we live. Break. Yeah, you don't want to break an axle. <laughs> We got what momentum. do you know? How long have you been podcasting? Since I've been doing it almost a year. <laughs> we are in month nine. Here we are, you guys. When are we going to take a vacation? Wow! All right, this is so, you're uh, clearly in the writers' union. I am. <laughs> Isn't there a dark week? What's going to happen? <laughs> Well, um, our show is going to New York. Uh, Conan's doing shows oh, yeah? at 
at the Apollo at the the first the Monday of uh, the October thirty first is the first night, and then the next okay. couple nights. Oh wow! So we'll be in Halloween New York. week for yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm you, excited. Of course, you'll be psyched. Yes, I can walk. Walk to walk to work. Walk to work again. Twenty blocks. Twenty oh, to uh, wow. to uh, the Apollo. And what what when at uh, the end of October? Uh, end Will of you November. Wanna, oh, oh November. Yeah, thirty first. Not mm-hmm. October thirty first. Wait, uh, sorry, the end of October. Yeah, Halloween. Right. I'm fucking tired. I know it's it's a it's a late night. It's a late night. Um, that'll be great though. We're uh, I'm gonna I'm taking a holiday. I'm taking two nights off, and I'm yeah. going to Catalina. <laughs> I I've never do that. been to Catalina. Wow. Uh, so I'm going to take a ferry to Catalina. Oh, cool. And then uh, Andy has booked us two nights uh, at a hotel. Oh. And then we're going to take a sailing trip around the island. I want to do that. All right. Now, I won't do it with you, but you, I'll copy right. your, copy your vacation at the time. It's I've never been, but I read a, a great science fiction series that uh, takes place in Catalina, and, and it's my... The lights are turning off at Meltdown. Uh, That's exactly. how late it is. That's how late it Everything's is. Everything's shutting down. We're literally... Um, I was listening 30. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah? At... <laughs> Were you listening to a podcast? You can't watch the time. I, I know. I'm, I'm wrong well, to do it. you know Rick Rubin? He's a music producer. He's kind of a famous oh. music producer. Yeah, I, I know the name. Why, what's happening out there? I don't know. Okay. Um, we might... What if we're about to be slaughtered? That'd be a bummer. Oh, what a podcast, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll, if you can, If your last move could be to drop that podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if you could just upload it, and uh, so, but Kyle's we don't exist go check if with you Francisco. don't. If you don't listen, Kyle. <laughs> it's um, so true. So Rick, oh shoot, I dropped an earring. Rick Rubin uh, said, uh, "All great art is divisive." Okay. Of course, he's a a music guy. Rick Rubin yeah. said, "All great art is divisive." But I, I, I always feel every time someone talks about art, comedy doesn't apply. It, it's not the same thing because com- great comedy isn't divisive. You know, Brian Regan right. isn't divisive. He's right. a great comic. Yeah. There is some great comedy that divisive, but they, it, great comedy can be not divisive as well. Right. right. You know, but maybe, you know, great music is always divisive. I don't know. I mean, this is the guy that produced he might uh, be Public wrong. Enemy. So, okay. But, um, no, I don't know that I, I where people love it or hate it yeah. in that way. Yeah. But I don't think they're I, I don't know. I I whenever Great someone talks about divisive. art and artist and I always try to apply whatever they're saying to comedy and yeah. it it doesn't translate exactly. Well, you know, it's only recently it that anyone has ever been able to say that comedy was art. Right. Remember when we started out, it wasn't art. Everybody who said that it was art was given like the hairy eyeball. Yeah, and of, then you're an alt comic. Yeah, and, or yeah. and before that it was just like Oh, don't take yourself so seriously. Right, right, it's right. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, uh, no, I'm going to take it seriously because it's not a goddamn hobby. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, the way you do it. Yeah, the way you, you do it, you're right. don't take it seriously. Right, it is yeah. not art. And when you do it, you... <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Maroon. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, what's happened there? You know what fascinated me about... I don't know. I'm tired. You are tired. Um... I I thought it was I saw Tim Allen do stand up probably 5 or 6 years ago and yeah. I had not seen him except on television and stuff. Yeah. And it was all new stuff. And it was about tools. What wait wait more more yeah. tool material? More tool material. <laughs> and it was when I genuinely well, What was left unsaid? That's what I want to know. Well, it turns out if you like tools, <laughs> there are there's a there's there's boxes and boxes of toys that have not been talked about. Oh my god. But I remember watching him going Oh, he really likes fucking tools because it was more jokes about tools and they were good jokes. Everybody was having the time of their damn life. So he was actually being true to himself. He was being authentic. All yeah, very years, much I so. I thought he was being a hack. He was actually being <laughs> his true self. Yes. He was, I genuinely think he gives a damn about socket sets. The guy wants to know about, uh-huh. he's got those, you know, those wrenches that I don't know. I've never understood. Oh my God, I'm punchy. There's yeah. a crescent wrench. That's an adjustable wrench. And then there's those wrench sets that have, you get nine of them or right. a dozen of them and they're all different sizes. Those are ones that I buy and never open. Well, why do you need those if you have a crescent wrench and it's adjustable? I don't I don't even know what a crescent wrench is. I was going with you to be oh, generous. To be, well, I appreciate that. You're I appreciate welcome. that kind of support. 
Uh, do you think I should tell my story? Yes. Uh, let's do it. Here's what I got. So I get off the plane from wherever, Colorado, and I go down a baggage claim and I drop my driver's license and I lose my driver's license. And I, by the time mm. I get home, uh, I've lost my driver's license and I'm like, oh, I got to go to the DMV because I'm leaving again really fast. So I get my items and I get into my car and my car won't start. And uh, I was like, ooh, what's happened? <laughs> and so, and, and it all gets fixed within hours mm-hmm. because uh, I just left my dome light on. So I got to jump, AAA. I'm a grown up lady. I have AAA mm-hmm. and it's fine. And then I get a, f- a Facebook message from a guy who says, hey, I found your driver's license. Uh, at the baggage claim of LAX, and then I watched a bunch of your videos. <laughs> <laughs> You're really funny. And uh, I was like, oh, thanks, man. And, and I know where you live. And he knows where I live. And I said, is this how I get discovered? <laughs> and Because he said that he books some things up in Santa Barbara. Wow. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> and then we met at a coffee shop in Highland Park, and he gave me back my driver's license. And he said to me, you know, there's a really – there's a gap in stand-up comedy that I really think your comedy could really fit into. And it's the kind of work that Kyle Cease does, and uh, which is hmm. motivational speaking comedy. It's sort of a Tony Robbins. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he said, you know, there's a lot of men who do that kind of comedy, and but there or a handful anyway. And he said, but there are no women, so there's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of money in it. And it made me think of being offered – I've been off. you know, whenever you get offered – my knee-jerk reaction when offered a great deal of money in stand-up comedy is to go, oh, no, I'm an artiste. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't get to make a lot of money. Well, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Not, you'd have to change your act a lot well, and your approach to comedy which is and why, why you do it. Yeah, I, which is – it's not for me, right? I mean, I I think I Kyle Cease actually likes doing that, whatever it is No, I think doing. he loves doing yeah. it. And, and that's so and, – and he's – I don't think it's a necessarily a cynical attempt. To make a giant bag of money. Even though he is making giant bags of money, right? I assume so. I hope so. Because he's changed his act and he mm-hmm. changes why he does stand-up comedy. Yeah. And if I we, were going to change hey, my we act... we treat him like he's made a giant bag of money. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Clearly it's working out, Kyle. So, but I, yeah, I, I hope he is just because he, he did make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... And so I said, well, thank you for that. And mm-hmm. he said... And then he, this guy told me the gig that he has is some self-help thing. It's a giant self-help kind of weekend. He was like, it doesn't pay very well. And I was like, you don't have to undersell it immediately. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, I don't. What would you do? Just my. Well, the only thing I would do would be my act. Well, what did he want? What would he want you to do? I think he wanted me to inspire women by being funny. Maybe. Hmm. I think I already do that. Yeah, I one do too. person at a time. I hate it when people try to get nightclub comics out of nightclubs. Like, <laughs> that's what we're supposed to be, right? Exactly. I mean, a theater's n- I had nice secondhand every once smoke in a while. for fifteen years. Oh that's, my God. I'm not trying to. The worst club for secondhand smoke. What was it for you? Oh, um, all of them. Joker's Jesus Dayton. Joker's Dayton. The worst. That sounds like a. It terrible... was awful because you were. Um, the, it, look like? it was a square shaped room and the comics were in a corner like the stage was in a, in a corner so mm-hmm. you were trapped by um angry smokers mm-hmm. you know oh my god it was awful i i would have to uh, my clothes smelled so bad between sh- I, I would shower before the show and i'd shower after to get it off me oh just trying to go to bed and and just reeking of, of cigarettes <laughs> oh, it was just gross i I would uh, the comedy gallery when I first moved to Los Angeles. Uh, first moved to Minneapolis. Yeah, there was just and they were all packed. You know, it was yeah. the early '90s. It was in the boom, and the place was just packed with humanity. And people are just right next to you smoking. I know you just want to go. This why are you doing this to yourself, and it's... why are you doing it to me? Um, yeah, and uh, God, when when did it become illegal in New York to smoke in a club? Like after nine eleven, I think. Right, that was a Bloomberg thing. I don't know. It was great. Yeah, because I... so many comics smoke, and you're you're just trapped next to them. You know. Yep. Yep. And you're like, go outside, go outside like yeah. an animal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, I remember because I I was always 
Like Doug Stanhope used to have the greatest joke yeah. about how there was one car on the Amtrak that would allow you to smoke. Yeah. And uh, I think the punchline was something like you'd be you'd be smushed next to people and you're like, where are you going? Oh, Auschwitz, where are you going? <laughs> and, uh, so it was like a crazy, uh, very dark. Doug Stanhope, guys, goes check him out on he has CISO. A, yeah, hey, does yeah. he have a new show on CISO? He does. He has a Do you? I Lori do Kilmartin? too. I will uh, December twenty ninth. That's it. There's okay. gonna, your uh, your little your special. Yeah, forty five jokes. Do about it. My dead dad. About my dead dad. That's gonna be a good one. Well, I'm done. I'm done. It's been great. <laughs> and uh, you got any questions? Hold you got on. anything? Let's see. Let's go deep into the. Oh. Kyle, have you ever wondered about the the golden era of stand up comedy? And you got any questions? <laughs> Take. Feel free. Which was tougher, like road gigs during the boom where there was stuff everywhere, but it was all weird, or like the mid-90s when everything dried up and you were just trying to find any road spots you could find? What do you mean stuff was weird? Like there just, things dried up and there wasn't a lot of stuff. Did you guys notice a difference? Oh, did we notice a difference from this supposed boom? Oh, yeah. To the, to, I, like to the when it petered out? Yeah. I think I aged perfectly with the comedy scene. Like, uh, and I always had a day job, so I, I never felt, um, the fact that comedy clubs were closing, I was psyched because when there were so many comics, there were, they would headline people that weren't ready. And so they were just really shitty shows. So when a bunch of them closed, I was like, well, that's not work I wanted to do anyway. Cause those were shitty clubs. That I didn't, yeah. So well, I just ended up doing one-nighters. I, I did like open mics for a long time. And then by the time I was featuring, that's when that's when the, that's when when the the boom ended. So I, right. I, I almost never made good money in comedy. I ever. never made good money. Yeah. And, and it was like 90, I would say the biggest years of my sort of feature weeks were 93 through 98. Like 1990, 91, like mm-hmm. the improv would pay $700 for features and fly them to the gig. What? Yeah. Yeah. I hear these stories and you're like, I remember I Alex that. Reed. Alex Reed was an improv feature and I'm like, that's everything. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. I think he, he ended up writing for um, Arrested Development and oh, nice. Malcolm in the Middle, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I never, um, yeah, all the guys that I knew just ended up just keep just they ended up staying out there mm-hmm. which is why i moved to la eventually because i was i remember being on the road featuring in like 95 or 96 and watching this guy's act all week because i was right. following him around right. doing one nighters like four or five nights of this and he was horrible but it wasn't his fault, and I could tell why it wasn't his fault. And we would have lunch or breakfast, and he would talk about the decision that he made to do stand-up the way he said, you know, I'm a road comic. And so when you're a road comic, but I want to be more than that. I want to be a TV comic. And it was 1994 or whatever. Yeah. And he said to be a TV comic in 1994, you had to be clean, squeaky clean. There was, it was like it was yeah. not even content. Couldn't be adult, right? Yeah. And so he had gone the way of clean. He had decided that he would be clean. So his entire act was uh, being on the road watching television. So he had uh, like a shitload of jokes about Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune <laughs> and just shitty television yeah. that he watched in 1994. His life. Yeah, his life. His tools. That that was all he had to talk about, right? Yeah. And then the other choice that I would also see on the road would be people who are like, I'm going to stay out here forever. And I'm going to sleep with waitresses. And I'm going to get drunk every night. And I'm going to drive six hours between gigs every day for the rest of my well, life. Yeah, I think they ended up doing that. I don't think that's like you and I barely know what we want to do. I mean, I, I don't right. think they oh, were like, I'm gonna, yeah, you just fall into it. And then uh, then you're just scraping for gigs like the next week. But I, you want the next week. It and the next felt week. like there was a choice just because they they too knew that you had to be squeaky clean. Yeah. So. But, oh, yeah. That but, was. A, I'm not a TV oh, yeah. comic. I'm, I'm not, not a, a TV, TV comic. Guy. I'm yeah. a road comic. Yeah. And so yeah. they would do the filthiest, you know, gastrointestinal fucking yeah. jokes. But then from, they could follow anybody too. Oh, yeah. They could follow anybody. Yeah. Dirty can always follow clean. It's easy. It's hard for clean to follow dirty. Yeah. You got to reinvent the wheel a little bit when you follow dirty. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. I don't. I don't. 
there's you know there's that theory that 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 you can't follow people mm-hmm. like somebody does so well i that's probably true uh in some cases but i like to think of it as they did their time and now i'm going to do mine yeah i don't think the audience is is that? thinking that they're yeah. like okay is that what's in the next? comics head yeah i okay. yeah yeah i think well yeah and i th- i think um it's all, it's got to come from you like um well now it's my turn on stage and yeah. my jokes are unique and i am unique and yeah. i have a my personality is just as what you just saw specific is as yeah. you know big j's yeah you know uh no one wants to follow him but somebody has to you know big yep. j okerson and uh uh yeah i mean the, it is nice to to do comedy for a long time and then you that just sort of grows and and all this you don't know it and all of a sudden you're like oh i'm i don't have that nervous feeling of am i funny like i know i'm funny mm-hmm. you know and i know i can do the job and if, yeah. if i'm not doing the job i kind of probably know what the problem is too right right you know, i can like tell i can tell where i dropped the ball yeah yeah or, yeah it's not like this i'm not funny i'm a fraud like yeah that's so not... many years of that shit i, oh, I wish really? there was a way to to you know s- cut that cut that down hmm. or not have it at all some people yeah. don't have it i didn't have you it. know you I did never, really no. no i never um i knew that i wasn't as good as other comics and i knew that but i didn't feel bad about it yeah i was like well, i'm just gonna keep working I'm just gonna keep working gonna keep writing and um that guy's and you know there's that other attitude that that i never had which was you'd watch somebody destroy and you're like well i should just give up look how great that is and you're like Fuck that. Oh, I'm I never, never thought, giving never thought that. I that just that inspires me. Yeah. That person found something inside themselves to talk about that was so fucking amazing. I have something inside me. I don't know where it is right now, but yeah. uh, I will freaking find it. That's I mean that's it's um, self-defeating to to try to beat yourself, you know, that whole beat yourself up of the imposter syndrome and it is and, self that doesn't talk knowing no, no. it's self-defeating doesn't oh, yeah. mean it's going to go away no no yeah yeah that's yeah it's uh, but knowing it's common kind of helps you right you're not alone you're certainly bit. yeah you're certainly never not alone um <clears throat> i had a thought off of something you said and i just lost it i blame myself <laughs> wait i thought you didn't blame yourself <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> Oh my god. Uh so other than that, what do you like to wear on stage? You know what? Holy shit, I just got some new boots at Aerosols. Yeah. And um you know I've been limping for I don't know if you noticed for no. a while. My heel hurts a lot. Oh, I think bummer. I tore something inside my heel. Oof. And it's not it's it's taken a really long time to understand because I walk on my heel. Right. That's <laughs> taken a really long time to heal. And um uh, I, I've tr- I've spent money on inserts and gel, just every possible combination. And then I, when I was in San Francisco for this Nayroll thing, I walked by an aerosols and I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And I, the boots I'm wearing right now, I bought it. They're like eighty nine dollars, and the yeah. second the second boot was half price, so I bought two of them. Yeah, they're so comfortable. Oh, is it and great? You know what? And it's also it's a smaller heel than I normally wear, and mm-hmm. I feel kind of sportier on stage now. And I don't know if I like that. In a way, it's 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 You're like I'm ready to move. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Like I'm used to a two inch heel. That's usually what I wear on stage, like wow. a two inch boot. And I kind of like that extra height because it's threatening. Tall. Yeah, but I like to. I like to. <laughs> I like you to know that. Yeah. You, if you have be loomed, me, you're gonna loom, loom, yes, right. You're I will loom, loom over, over you, you, and there you will, will be, be a reckoning. Dead. There'll be a reckoning, yes. So, I feel a little sportier mm-hmm. and um, like Aaron Foley or something, like yeah, I'm jumping around, yeah. which nice. I kind of like that too, yeah. So, I'm not sure what to do, but I do know my feet are much more comfortable. And, oh, that's awesome, you know. Uh, when you're in New York, especially like you do a couple spots and then if your feet hurt, you're fucked, man. If you yeah, got more done. spots, you're done. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've been trying you, to tinker and find the perfect thing to wear. Because and then right, you wear your dress shoes all night in New York. Is yeah, that what I'm, yeah. 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 Um, Michelle you don't says she it. takes different shoes. Working girl. Yeah. Nice work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to carry shoes, man. Come on. I know. Come I know. On. It's brutal. Hey, I bought a fascia blaster. You did? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no purpose for it in my life. Have uh, you done it yet? Did I, you I, watch any of those videos? No, I didn't watch a video. I just bought it, and then I was trying to work my knee because my knee is yeah. uh, is is needed it, and it really hurt. Yeah, it does yeah. hurt to do. But does <laughs> so, it feel better now? Uh, no, I stopped doing it because okay. it hurt. Oh, but I uh, do I have to commit? Is what you're saying? It's because you committed. Is it? Is it breaking down the fascia? On it, your... it is, and it's starting to feel a lot better. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, is, maybe it's I'll stick it out. painful at first. Yeah. You know. Do you put a towel down or something, or is it just um, right on your skin? I was with doing that it thing? in the shower, and oh, then right on the... it, it, it's this. It's, it's this made out of wood. PVC pipe. By the way, at work, I described it. I said it's a UFC pipe, and it's got, <laughs> and it's got these little claws, and you rub it on your parts of your body, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to loosen fascia. It, it is, I guess, what it does. But yeah. my legs feel a lot better, and I oh, think good. they look a little better too. But I, 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 I've just. I didn't believe in warming down or stretching for like twenty years, and right. like I'm, I'm just you're turning tight. into a it's, statue. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's super. That's funny that you bought one. I did. I was like, well, this guy could light $16 on fire or it might work. It might be something <laughs> I do. It might be something I use. And uh, so far not. But uh, <laughs> but I might. You never know. It's. Uh, I was just talking to Graham Elwood. Yeah. And because uh, the podcast festival, they really wanted us to do the podcast festival. It would have been last weekend. Oh, you and me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, neat. But I was in Toronto, so I can't. Mm. Uh, but next year. We could do it if you want, because you you said that we would do a live one now. I agreed. Okay, so yeah. I I called Flappers because um I wanted to find out what time I was on a yeah. couple nights ago, so I could read see if I could read to my kid a little bit before my spot Heading over. Yeah, and uh and then they oh Barbara wants to talk to you. I'm like oh it's that it's the live show, yep. and then we talked about it, and she did you know make some good points about yeah. you know it's increasing fan base and we'd this would be the first one we'd actually make money from because people would pay a ticket pay a ticket charge maybe cover yeah. charge maybe so let's try one let's yeah, see yeah. how it goes what's a- I, I like I the idea of being flown somewhere and then to doing Burbank no I'd like okay. to um Yes, I'd like to fly Burbank to LAX and then back to Burbank, and then. But I would like it would um, because they somebody offered to fly us to Brooklyn to do I'm, one. I'm I'm uh, well. This will have aired afterwards, but I'm going to Brooklyn this weekend. You, yeah, this is the weekend that you'll be. Um, yeah. Oh, I remembered what I was oh, going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But Mike Birbiglia. Yes, he has a movie. He like wrote a movie and yeah. produced it. Yeah. And all I want to do is do another spot. Where's where's my where's that part of my head that wants to make a movie? Why don't I have that? I don't know. It's does he want to do another spot? Probably. I don't. I don't know. I think I mean, he's he a different does, comic than you are. He, oh well, of course he is. Well, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think he wants to do another spot. I think he wants to write because I'm sure people look at you and they think to themselves, how can she go and work in a writer's room all day long and write jokes? And well, it's, it's not it's not I'm working in front of a computer most of the day. Right. right. No, no, yeah. I know. But I mean, it's a it's a it's a and it's a cool it's a cool job. It's a really cool job, your mm-hmm. job. But um, but they're like, how does she have the energy to then to go to stand up at night? And, you know, and so it's the same thing with Berbiglia. You know, I didn't, I, I'm not saying how he has the energy. I'm saying where does he get the desire? I have no to desire do to do what you so do. different from yeah. stand up. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I do get like how oh, I'm a purist. Like when someone's like a musician and a stand up, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I can pick one. <laughs> well, it bothers me. I'm I'm cool now. I used to be much more judgmental oh about any other hobby outside of stand up. I was like <sighs> hiking. <laughs> a, what do you think what are you getting out of that no uh, it's, it's a marie Bamford why are you doing line. that oh is it oh, okay. yeah she's got this whole thing about hobbies and she's like what you making any money on that hobby that walking making any what are you doing anyway so the um yeah the thing about mike is i think i think i didn't i didn't see him when i was there do you ever mm-hmm. see him at the clubs when you're in new york uh, I haven't seen. I, I saw him when he did Conan. I went and said hi to him. Yeah, you know, but I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him at the clubs in a he couple. Used of to years. be, yeah, he used to be a total club comic. Yeah, just all the but, time. But I think he's doing time. theater and stuff like that. Yep. Like he, there, he kind of went the. Well, obviously, he did some stuff on NPR, 
But that sort of takes you in a different direction. From well, he club. used to come to Whiplash. Yeah, that's the last time. One of the last times I saw him, he was at yeah. Whiplash, and then. Um, I think he's writing, like he wrote that one-man show that Nathan Lane underwrote. Yes. And I felt nice. actual jealousy. Yeah. And I was like, why won't Nathan Lane underwrite my one-person show? You, um, are there female comics that think big like that? That think big of... of like Berbiglia. Ber- I want to do. I want to make a movie. What about Louis, that woman that Louis you always talk about? I want to make a movie. Who? The, who, who, did her, who got the money and then made her own sitcom? Christella. Yeah. Yes. So she's one. I think, well, she, that's within the realm of stand-up, I think, is, is to have a sitcom, a sitcom based, based on your stand-up. That's def- definitely. Well, an, that's what Louie did. Yeah, but he also did uh, Pootie Tang a long time ago. He also had uh, these other interests. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's. Are, are, are there, are there other female comics that are. There's Do so many. Definitely call Christella in that vein, because like she really kind of pulled the Louis approach to that and kind of had control over all the parts to it. Yeah, and Tig. Yeah, and Tig. Tig, Tig, and um, Tig. Cameron, and Cameron, Rhea. Cameron and Rhea. Yes. Well, no, you're just saying people are doing, they're doing a sitcom. Well, they're doing other things besides stand-up. Yeah. That's what you want, right? No, I, I guess beyond sitcom, I was thinking. Bobcat? It's, a, it's not, yeah, but a, it's not a, a woman. Uh, I'm just wondering if, if there's, it's, why there's not a female polymath, you know? comedy polymath or is there one that i'm not thinking of i'm sure there is uh or am i i like that you're asking me for names automatically it's, upgrading um, burbigley and louis because they're guys because i internalized that ding, ding, when ding, men ding, do, ding. <laughs> when yes. do something it's more important than when, when women men do, do yes when men do something it is more maybe important. I, yeah. I don't know if you know this whitney but uh, yeah whitney cummings yeah yeah mm-hmm what about fucking yeah. Oprah? She did stand up, didn't she? No. She? Anyway, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, so, but it's, I think there, I think you, and you're not alone. We all value men more. And women don't get, there's just not enough money mm-hmm. that that people just walk up to a normal looking dude like Louis C.K. or Mike Birbiglia and go, here is a big bag of money. Do whatever you want to do with it. They don't walk up to women and do that. No, they don't. And do do you think uh, here, uh, that's a great, this is leading me to this. Do you think women instinctively know that? And so we don't spread it out really thin. We don't go, I'm going to do a movie, try this, and I'm going to learn, I'm just going to spread it all out there and see what happens because we know we, instead, we have to be really good in one area. More, more, uh, improv women are doing it too, like Kristen Wiig, yeah, and um, uh, Tina Fey, yeah, and um, Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. and they do. They were more improv people, yes, but they're like, well, I'm going to do yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. And Melissa Via Senor mm-hmm. going to the SNL route, mm-hmm. she does stand up, mm-hmm. but now she's going to do sketch, yeah, and from there it'll be whatever it is, right? Yeah. And how weird is it that they keep saying she's the first Mexican, which I think is true, but then they, I thought they said Latino. Latina. Latina is what they must be because, uh, right? Yeah. Because um, Fred Armisen, you don't count Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's uh, from Venezuela, right? Or he's uh, Venezuelan American or something. I thought he was Argentinian. And then uh, who's the other guy that used to break up all the time? Horatio? Uh, Hornblower, I think. No, Horatio Hornblower. Sanchez. Was he on? I'll be over here. What what minute are we on? We're Uh, we're fifty-seven. This is it. Look what happened, you guys. We did it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lulls in this one, though, right? I think it's going to be nice. People get up, get a beverage. (laughs) It's going to be real (laughs) sweet. You don't don't have to be addicted to the phone. (laughs) You can definitely yeah get get. Walking Shaw, if you're walking, uh, we, we did what we could for you. He got to stop calling. <laughs> it's good times. All right. Uh, comedy. Let's go do some. Did we have a female comic of the week? We did, Megan Keister. Oh, yes, Megan. Okay. See, I'm so tired. And I also feel good because a couple weeks ago we, we said Miss Pat, but we didn't say much about her. Right? I did. You did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could say more. You want to say more? 
Yeah. How, how great she is. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, people are great, you guys. Go see some comedy. <laughs> Here's the thing, like some of the some of these female comics, we don't know that well. Yeah. So sometimes we have a big story about them because we worked with them, and sometimes we don't know them very well, but right. they're funny. And well, it's we like know you should funny. know yeah, you should yeah. know who they are. Right. You know. So that yeah, so don't so don't be like you're oh, not being... so she, she doesn't she must not like one as much as the other because she didn't have a story. <laughs> right. It's well, I don't really know that person that well. Right. I would love to if the industry would let me work with some fucking female comics every once in a while. You have written a dialogue. You have written a, a short story that will now be <laughs> illustrated and released on Nerdist Publications. <laughs> you're now leading Nerdist. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.